Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're live. Oh, oh, excuse me. Yes, sorry. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> that was the longest lip palm application process I've ever I'm seen. I'm so dried out right oh now. It's God. so gross. I uh, yeah. chat. I like been hiking around trying to get camera samples done. I've been shooting oh like crazy. Today I had logistics problems. I feel like I've aged five years in one day. I, I'm tired. I'm old and I'm tired. Welcome to Team Forty. I mean, so, uh, <laughs> so you, this podcast not sponsored by Burt's Beeswax. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if Burt's Beeswax would love to get in touch with us, please do make sure to get in touch with us. Yes. Juan, Juan's running very low on supplies. Oof. Yeah, I, I I can always use a good hookup. It, that is true. Oh, dude. Um, no, no. Seriously, though, uh, it, it's been one of those weird weeks for me too. Uh, busy on and off. Um, I finally got a chance to push out the video for the uh, for the Vizio TV, which is yes. Um, I was I was gonna bring that up directly because <laughs> I I got one article posted to somegadgetguy.com this week. Yeah. Um, I got some other content out. Like I'm really proud of the video that we put together for Slick Deals and mm-hmm. for Reviews.org. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, you but I feel you like said that last week. Yeah, you you and I have been almost three weeks on. Hey guys, can't talk about stuff. <laughs> Should um, we continue? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, so there, there, there are some things that I feel are the best of our week this week that we are still unable to share with our audiences um, about how I, we've been enjoying these things. And I, I, I just like again, it's another week of us promising soon. soon. Um, we can't say when, but eventually we will have a backlog of really fun best of things, but I still want to spend some time with my buddy and I really want to spend some time with some great folks in the chat right now. Plenty of stuff we can geek out about. Um, but there, there's going to be some, some winking around (laughs) a few things that, you know, they are what they are. They are where they are. And, you know, with that, with that being said, I do do want to say, obviously, you know, welcome back to the show. It is uh, the best of our week. Episode 68. Eight? Did I did I name this one correctly? Is it sixty? Yeah, sixty-eight. Is it, it? Well, it's it is the you know Thursday um, on May. Ah, damn! For the love of God, May fifth. May fifth. It's it's Cinco <laughs> de Mayo. First. Oh, it is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, and it's uh, it's also you know, Revenge of the Fifth. If you Revenge were a practitioner of, yeah, of May the Fourth, be with you. You we've been have revenge uh, of the fifth, the day after. Uh, yesterday and today, we've been binging Star Wars. Uh, so yeah, Disney Plus has been running, and, and as soon as we were done with Moon Knight, of course, to watch the ending. If you guys are watching, for sure, uh, I will not no spoil spoilers. any. Yeah, yeah, no spoilers on that one. Um, but yeah, no catching up on Star Wars. And then Omar was like, you know, how come they started on four? Is four number one? And I'm like, yeah, it's four, <laughs> five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> But the best way to watch it is machete order. So it's four, five, one, two, three, six. Oh crap! Really? Okay, I've never done that. Is, that. that is the I, I I will I will fight you. This is this is the hill I will die on. Four, five, uh, it's called, one, two. It's called okay. machete order. So when you're introducing someone totally new, okay, you know, like completely unfamiliar with the Star Wars universe, you have to start four and five, of course, to start the Skywalker saga. Obviously, yes. So, so if yeah, you start with one, two, three, yeah. then the big Anakin. reveal in mm-hmm. episode five isn't a surprise. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We we know who this person is that Luke Skywalker is fighting. Yeah. 
So there's no big reveal there. So you need to use the the prequels as an in-between flashback in between episodes five and six to maintain the the reveal of the storyline. And then once we know the saga of Darth Vader, actually going from episode three to episode six is almost a perfect pairing as we kind of see the fall of one character into the Mm -hmm. rise and the the balance of the force. Force. It is the only way. To watch, so the I first guess six yeah, yeah. Episodes it, it, of Star Wars. In, in his storyline, you, you, it makes perfect sense. You're right. You're right. That big fight with Obi Wan, and then they, after that, obviously, you just jump. Straight now, 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 to Sebastian's point, there are some people who love to work in like uh, Solo and Rogue One. Rogue One. I'm yeah. okay with those living outside of the six film arc because I feel mm-hmm. like that six film arc is the Skywalker saga. Yeah, that is that is the Skywalker story. And if you want to then add in, well, where does Han Solo come from? We've now spent so many movies. We, we can kind of get a, a feel for where Han Solo comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Rogue One, it is great to, to have Rogue One um, in between, yeah. uh, you know, sort of, you, I guess you could start it. But I see, I, I like it looking back on where they get all this information after you've already experience that part yeah exactly and then get that filler kind of like oh okay this is where that piece fits in Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on the fact that obviously you know disney just dropped uh you know obi-wan trailer which also fits into the little bit of a backdrop on the conversations around you know luke and you know how how is obi-wan kind of keeping an eye on him a little bit so i'm very worried about disney Okay. I, they've just got too much money and too many people working on their projects. They're just too rich and have all of our media. I'm just really worried about them. Share some money. Um, some, yeah, go ahead. Right? You know, uh, man, they've got yeah. that, that, that wealth problem. Mm-hmm. So, so here's my fear. Okay. When we got into the first season of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I adored a new Star Wars story that wasn't just weighted down with all the callbacks like they had these great little nuggets these great little easter eggs there was so much in the world that was familiar but it was like we were following a new character meeting other new characters in other places in the star wars universe and for one season of television this felt huge felt like felt fresh exactly it's so exciting and so then season two makes me a little nervous because it relies heavily on callbacks to season one. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like the universe grew. And then it really layered in like Clone Wars and the, the, the completion of the story getting to the end of season two just felt like fan service that I didn't need. A little bit um, and, in, and in kind of a kickoff for Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett so, as well. And then yeah. we get to Book of Boba Fett and I really wasn't digging on Book of Boba Fett until it became Mandalorian Season 2.5. Yeah. And so now I'm really anxious that what do you do with a character like Obi-Wan Kenobi? Mm-hmm. How do we explore and we grow this character when so much of it is like, I, I don't want to spend another season of te- television on Tatooine. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I want to go see anything else in this universe. The other, I'd love the to other kick things off. that Obi Wan was doing. Yeah, exactly. Or, but to some of the expanded stuff, like you know, if, if we're going to start working in Clone War stuff, let's really do that live action. Those mm-hmm. little nuggets in Mando season two were really fun, um, yeah. and I'd really love to see a live action Thrawn, Admiral Thrawn storyline. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite era 
of Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars books. Star Trek episode. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Star Trek, there is a new season, but but yeah, there's a, yeah, but because John Luke, yeah, but yeah, it's it's so funny. Like in terms of television right now, I'm I'm more I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I'm way more positive on Star Wars television than I am Star Trek television right now. I I feel like the adventure spaghetti western spirit of Star mm-hmm. Wars is being kind of rekindled in these mm-hmm. television shows. The the fun political soapboxing and hope of Star Trek is just getting ground under the heel of television showrunners that really don't understand Star Trek and it's all surface action. And I really don't enjoy what they're doing with Star Trek right now. Um, But that's, that's, that's a much, much longer story. So Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. I am very excited. Same. I'm also very anxious. Oh, as you you should be. This doesn't feel, no, I just hope this doesn't feel like a constricting of the Star Wars universe again. I hope we can find something to explore and, and to, to, I mean to make this feel like grand fantasy again, yeah. and and mm-hmm. that would be that would be nice. Yeah, Obi, <laughs> I like this one, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> this it's one after dark, Ben, my friend. Always. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, I mean, no, I mean because you definitely want to make sure that the conversation's being done the right way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Disney's been putting out a lot of content, not just you know Star Wars, but we're also talking about you know the MCU and. Uh, you know, uh, Moon Knight, there's a whole bunch of things going on around that. Then we had WandaVision, yeah. then we had, uh, you know, a whole bunch of different characters that are independent and they're trying to develop storylines around them. Um, and of course, this week, uh, you know, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse mm-hmm. comes out. So if if you're big fans, I want to go see it, but I'm kind of wanting to wait a little bit. I want to wait maybe a week till the crowds, crowds kind of die down a little bit. Um, but that was just, you know, just me in there. And um but it looks really nice. I, I, it's exciting. There's good films, yeah. good content on TV, um, and uh, obviously, you know, Disney's doing a decent job. And I think if I wait long enough, also Disney will probably have it on pre- uh, Premiere Access or whatever they call it, like yeah. twenty bucks. And I, it yeah, would like, be I, actually I'd cheaper than going. It. I would yeah. spend it if, as long as the like I said, totally. for me, I'm still not a hundred percent comfortable going into a room with shoulder to shoulder packed. Um, we did it for, and I can't remember the name of the movie. I took my son and his friend a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. And the movie was empty. The theater was empty. We had nice, nice. we had three seats next to it by, by ourselves. Our row was there. There was nobody sitting right next, next to it. And we got center. So to me, I, I love that experience and get to enjoy the movie, but not feel like I'm like, who's looking and who's coughing and so whatever. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're spot on. Cause I can't let go of the sounds of other people. And I've gotten way worse in quarantine. Like I've always joked about my misophonia, but it's gotten really bad. I, yeah. Like crunching and chewing with mouth open. Uh, we we did a school talent show, and they had us all nicely spread out at my daughter's uh, elementary school. Yeah, yeah. it's all the little kids like crinkling up chip bags in yep. the auditorium. The and and like I was just like my my skeleton was trying to crawl out of my body. <laughs> um, so so it's also the. That I need to slowly. I don't know that I can hang for a whole movie. I think I need to slowly reacclimate myself into society. You you gotta you gotta try it slowly and kind of try to gotta do it. like I, I'm with you on the whole. Uh, you know, we were was it last night actually. We went to um, a music uh, demonstration. Uh, um, my son's going from junior high school to uh, sorry from mm-hmm. uh, elementary to junior high school concert. And so there was a school concert going on, and the end of the night with the Star Wars theme, of course, made the fourth be with you. So that was like epic at the end. 
But as we were sitting there, I, totally with you on this, people behind me, they're, they're talking, they're crinkling, they're doing a whole bunch of different things. They're kids, right? So I don't know what, like, it, it's like a weird, um, you know, the music was loud enough I, in some areas that was nice, but I, I, I still felt like, come on, man, Is it, you know, be respectful. And, and of you people. know, I know what I'm going to have to do is also mm. just be that jerk who's always <laughs> walking around with earplugs. I, and I look like a knob but it's for my own sanity and so that i don't like lash out at people around me or do something completely i, I wear earplugs at the um at so magic uh, i actually when yeah. i walk around a magic Mountain, i plug them in just for the noise cancellation not to listen I, to music i just i was so glad you know like um bring down the, for the, the last the movie i think the last movie we saw in theaters with lex was abominable before okay. the pandemic before the lockdowns and okay. They had oh the snowman that movie, system right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we saw that same one same well. same yeah. I think the same production team that did like the minions films and stuff it was fine it was cute yeah. um but they had the audio system cranked so loud um I ran out to the car I had my I had my bear dynamic lagoons mm-hmm. I put those on Lex's skull so that she could hear the movie better because it was <laughs> the speakers are so loud and then i had um i think i had some kz with me oh, and okay. i just mashed them into my ears and we're all just sitting there watching this movie with headphones just so, just so you can bring the level down to make it just so that we could we could survive i got um, you I so know. i see yeah, josh is it, also kicking it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's like we should so josh is recommending we should uh uh hit up okay. uh, hit up uh, the ipix yeah yeah i actually haven't been there yet <laughs> It'll be there's supposedly a really nice movie theater near us. And, you know, we've been living out here for two years now and we just haven't. Uh, so the one in Sherman, Oak, uh, I, think that, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Sherman Oaks Galleria has a very nice yeah. sit down order type of, you know, the fancy mm-hmm. style theaters and stuff like that. If you just want to kind of, you know, go next level, next level and, and have like dinner and drinks and stuff like that. I think it's, yeah. it's one of those experiences. But uh, welcome. Sure. Welcome to the chat. Uh, Josh, nice to see you again. Uh, Aditya, Ron, <laughs> I'm old. I'm still seeing a movie in a theater with popcorn. I, I, I'm you with know. you. It, it's it's I, I am concerned about my reaction to other people who have also, like me, become filthy animals living in captivity during the pandemic. Ah, ah. I'm so used to like, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to watch the movie. Yes. I'm going to, you know, I, I miss, I'm going to miss being able to push pause and go to the bathroom. Oh my God. So (laughs) Batman, I I was really tempted to watch Batman, the (laughs) the movie, right? I knew I couldn't. Omar, Omar one is like, like, I looked at him and I said, son, it's a three hour movie, right? And I'm like, you're not going to be able to sit through a three-hour movie without some type of intermission. I mean, even I, when I watched the movie, I watched it in three breaks. I couldn't do a straight shot. There's a lot of story buildup, and I watched the movie a couple times. It's just too much information. Too much. So we tried sitting down, and we watched the movie. And as we're watching, we're watching, we're watching. And I see him. I see his attention drift off. I shut the movie off. I'm like, okay, this is enough. Let's come back to it later. So it took us about three days, but we finished it. And then I'm like, what did you think? He's like, eh, it's okay. I'm like. Yeah, it's a different story. It's not the same, you know. It's not your standard, you know, Bruce Wayne and you know, um, yeah. you know, Catwoman and all of that good stuff. But it's a good story. It has some good development. I, I characters liked the it. vibe on it. It felt, it felt like, it felt kind new. of a. Well, it, it, so again, I'm, I'm okay. Again, no spoilers or anything like that. It's just, I, I feel like 
the, it's the right tone for Batman, and I'm yeah. worried that we're still going to keep playing this game with other superhero movies because Batman's dark and gritty and edgy and emo and dark and gritty mm-hmm. dark and edgy. Um, and it, it's fine. It, it's actually it, it fits really well, and I like that there's almost kind of a steampunk aesthetic to a this. Little, yeah, aesthetic. I know. It, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very worn. It's the right kind of environment. Um, my, my fear isn't actually with the Batman film. It's it's with other movies looking at that and going like, well, it's it's about time we try to reboot Superman and shouldn't we make him even more emo than he used to be? And I just really wish we could have like like another take on Superman that's closer to Shazam. You know, oh, okay. I, I want something that's colorful and bright and hopeful. I, I want a Wonder Woman film that doesn't get kind of weird and esoteric with the defeating of villains with the, the the way that they're crafting her storylines. I, I want yeah. a flash film that doesn't feature a, a crazy person who assaults people. And yeah, which I, yeah. yeah, he's out now. I mean, so apparently yeah. we can't do that. I don't know why, but sure. Uh, you know, I am. I, um, I'm so. This is how desperate I am. I'm so desperate. I went and bought the DVD set of the original 1990s Flash television show. And I ripped those DVDs to put on my NOS. 1990? Is that the one with... Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he's the guy that plays Flash's dad in the new TV. Dad in, in the new series, yeah. Yeah, so he used to be the Flash oh, yeah. back in the original... Okay, I know, I know oh, what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's only like... I remember it was like only like 10 episodes. It didn't even get like a full run on his first no, season. yeah. And it's so 90s inspired by the Tim Burton Batman films, over-the-top mm-hmm. music, like really comic booky look the villains are cartoony and ridiculous uh, the special effects actually hold up pretty well for all the speed <laughs> ramping that they do yeah. um the first two two episodes he's like hitting people and you can tell it's like green screen or blue screen i guess maybe at the time and the person on the set is just going uh oh oh no <laughs> i'm being punched so quickly yeah. <laughs> and they had someone like speed ramp in to do the choreography um but that's that's how thirsty I've gotten for bright, silly, comic booky, comic book media was media, to go yeah. back to the original Flash. Also, um, I, this is one of the very first times I'd ever seen a Latino named character in a television show not play a criminal or a thug. Um, Alex Dezer, who was also the lead singer of the ska band Hepcat, is a police detective, uh, Julio. And uh, there's like literally as a kid, that was the first time I was watching something, an English speaking show, not like a telenovela mm-hmm. where someone wasn't a bad guy just because they were Latino. So I just, you know, some fond memories there. I digress. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we can, yeah, no, definitely. We start talking about like different movies and experiences and, and, and shows. And for me, I mean, I mean, I can even go further a little bit back to even the, the original Spider-Man show, the Spider-Man cartoon, uh, not cartoon, the live action show. I grew up mm-hmm. watching that part. Um, and over the weekend, we saw this nice little clip on, we're going back to Disney now because, you know, Disney and stuff. Um, did you know that there was a Japanese Spider-Man? Yeah. A Japanese had, like, Spider-Man. like a giant mecha. Yeah, no, no, but it's a yeah. totally different universe of a Spider-Man. Love he it. Uh, totally, and he had this whole mechanism thing on his arm, and he controlled. He had a car. He had a robot. No, like the whole um, Power Ranger meets Spider-Man meets the whole mm-hmm. kind of like, oh my god, how did this thing exist? And not it's actually... almost like it's almost kind of an Ultraman vibe. Yeah, wasn't it, it? I, absolutely. Yeah. It was the uh, it was the uh, the genesis of some of the shows that we see now. That that's how they kind of started them with the whole robot and jumping in, uh, Power Rangers. Uh, 
uh, Ultraman and some of the other, uh, you know, shows that are very popular in Japanese culture and obviously translated in back into the U.S. But it was fun to see how Stan Lee's approach and how they were hands off so much with the team in Japan. So to see how that character, with the exception of the fact that he had to look a certain way, he had to have the same suit, the same spider. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, their and requirements were very else. low. Sure. Yeah, he's going to do what again? I'm sorry. He's going to be, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, that's fine. Run one robot. Yeah, shoot missiles. Fine. The robot's awesome. going to be, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I love how they give just a little bit of a wink to that in uh, Spider-Verse. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the realizing the, the, little, how, the, the little girl in the mecha and the spider and, and yeah, yeah, the robot, little spi- and you're like, it, uh, that, okay, I, I dig on that. I like that. Yeah, it's it was, but I see. Okay, so here's a weird thing. I didn't get the reference <laughs> till I saw the show. I oh, I, I, gosh, I understood it when I watched when I started uh, when I watched um, uh, Miles Morales and, and so on. Um, I understood. I just took it as a oh, okay. Well, that that's a universe where you know robots are more in control. That's like a tiny person inside. When I saw the movie, when I saw this uh, documentary on on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, that's what that was. The whole thing was like an, it's a yeah. it's a nod to the Japanese version of Spider Man, but I didn't know he existed. So yeah, it was. Um, there's a lot of nice little like little shows and documentaries and stuff like that. I like to watch these little back, backgrounds and character buildups and stuff. So Disney's but been doing good. Yeah. So I've, I've I've horrifically sidetracked us and just just to wrap up your thoughts because we had started saying like are we going to oh go yeah back this this show theaters? is not I know we were like we're off the rails here folks um, um yeah. but but it was also you know you getting to watch Batman in three shifts I I still feel like uh, we haven't gotten that must see in a theater experience for me yeah yeah i'm I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum if batman was your i've got to go see that in theaters experience then i'm i'm glad i was so close on dune dune was yeah i I mean like after watching it it was difficult yeah that was the one i would have wanted after yeah but I, i still i still haven't found that like this is the film that's really going to kick my butt, get me into a movie theater. I'm honestly hoping, this is silly, um, with everything that's dark and crazy and bad that's happening in the world right now, I'm I'm hoping we see some really gnarly horror films coming into the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that might actually motivate me to go and have like a communal freak out experience with a bunch of strangers in a dark room eating some popcorn and like gasping at the screen and i'm not going to be as upset if there's that lady who's like down the row yelling at the person on the screen don't go in there i i like i'd actually be okay for that ride if we all agree that that's the fun we're gonna have with something really really spooky yeah that might motivate me to get out of the house Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll be on the lookout for some some contenders if if nothing kind of pops up on your on your radar. I'm looking, man. I mean, yeah, again, yeah. it's really difficult to get a vibe on like, hey, what's actually going to make it to a screen around so, Halloween? We'll, yeah. We'll, well because those those movies typically you don't get a lot of people waiting months and years in advance for. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. you know, well, well, they're coming in 2024, Freddy Five, uh, or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more those are the ones that you kind of find out like shortly before, like a month or maybe a month and a half before they kind of get build up a little bit. 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, so and, and back back to the show. I was going to, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> right. I'll, hey, I'll let you finish Welcome back. No, I was, no, that was what I was going to do, was going to transition us back into talking about some like, tech. Back to the best hey, of our week, episode 68. Uh, yeah. Best of our week where we talk about geeky, nerdy tech things and occasionally yeah. derail our show to talk about movies and what. Cinco de Mayo and neither one of us Oof. is holding a margarita. I don't know what's wrong with us. The closest but... I could get was a lime-flavored sparkling water from Costco. I'm as, as close as I can this get is, to you is a never settle water bottle mm, by uh, not sponsored by one plus that I got fancy. from I think I got this in the UK four years or five years ago. Back I when would OnePlus imagine you got it events. from one plus. That's that's where you probably I, got I it. would I would have to say yeah. Yeah. It's a good uno, hypothesis. Uno plus uh, uh, plus. <laughs> we actually I never wondered. Uh, do they actually call them M plus in, in in France or do they just call them one plus? Probably OnePlus. I, I think the name of the company. Yeah, I bet you it's 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 Englishified. Uh, <laughs> Josh is like, uh, oh my, my second heart seltzer, uh, <laughs> seltzer turn. Yeah, Josh is hitting Tor- the best Yeah, stuff. that's um, what we're saying. But you know, okay, so kind of like taking it slightly back, bringing it back to reality. <laughs> the stream is not sponsored. Not by sponsored Costco. by Costco. How I wish know? we were rolling in that Costco How, cash. That'd be sweet. Oh my god! Wouldn't that be funny? Like if we if we do get that sponsorship and the stream is at Costco and like as you're talking and you're like, okay, TK, I need you to find me. Uh, How cool back. would that? <laughs> I want to do like no, I'm I'm not even joking. I'm so glad you said that. I want to do like supermarket sweeps in a Costco. First person Same to here. find an exercise bike, ready, go. We, we get the chat to go through and they say, okay, find one. That, and then we both disappear. And then we're, maybe we have like one of those strap cameras with the, like, you know, the, the arm thing. And we're like, like face, like you're looking straight up. My face all day. It's like, I grab it and come back. And we're like, whatever. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, that would man, be want, like an after hour show at so Costco. Bad. Oh, my God. That, so would, that would exercise and fun, you know. Uh, you know, and then, you know, whoever wins at the end gets a prize of some sort. Uh, so Costco, yeah. If you're watching, please call. Uh, you mean Revenge uh, of the Fifth? Revenge, I'm of, the fifth. Revenge, Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, so man. I want I, I want to jump in because um, yeah. we, we did kind of roll over. You you had mentioned a TCL television. Josh has made a joke in the chat about not getting to see an Oscar award winning film, which we never. The by the way, crew. yeah, we never knew what movie we were going to watch. It was just yeah. coincidentally that's the one we saw. But yeah, no. Uh, it it is enjoying. I mean, actually, don't get me wrong. I actually uh, enjoy watching uh, a lot of the movies on the TCL TV. It's actually very nice, um, surprisingly uh, pleasant. Sounds pretty decent, and overall, um, it, initially when it first released, they did have some problems with the software. I think remember, remember we talked yeah. about that. It's all gone. It's weird. This was actually a part a product that they were able to fully function. Like, there's no more stutter, no more issues, no more apps crashing. Yeah. The assistant's working great. Um, integration, everything. And I didn't, uh, the only thing I haven't had a chance to try out yet, which I want to set up at some point, I want to test out the cameras. They sent us the cameras, remember? but we never, I'm we like, got the little webcam. I know. I just, I never, like I every time I think shot. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, we need the, <laughs> uh, move. So moonfall was, was that, which one, which one was moonfall? Like, Cause every time he Roland said, moonfall, I kept thinking, okay. The moon is going to crash into the earth. Okay. Oh, Disaster film. Okay. Okay. Looks amazingly bad okay <laughs> i was lucky yeah. it, 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 it looks like down every every roland emmerich trope because i mean he's made all these from like 2012 and and independence day and like his his entire mo is how do we destroy famous landmarks in films and stuff and and i believe at one at one point in the movie the moon actually scrapes the surface of the earth 
and people like have to run away from it while yelling lines of pseudoscientific dialogue like it's okay we can make it it's affecting the earth's gravity jump what <laughs> so i haven't even seen the film this is just from like trailers and stuff but it looks so bad oh my and God. i need to see it but i absolutely couldn't josh like, was like i think i burst out it. laughing halfway throughout the, <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> that's what it looks like it looks like every roland emmerich trump uh, trump a trope every roland emmerich trope dialed up to 11 it, it just looks like complete madness Oh, man. Um, yeah, El Jefe is jumping in. says, you so-called guys uh, get all the fun events. Literally nothing happens here. Event. Uh, even Team Pixel gave up on the Bay Area. Uh, on Bay Area. You know, it's, it's, it's been tough. We haven't had a, an in-person Team Pixel event for years. Uh, the last yeah. one we had was... I, you and I went to it, right? Remember, um, I, had, I had just come back from China, and we had... Um, they were t- talking camera tech, right? And we were talking, uh, I forgot what it was. You were, you were sitting there, you were, uh, you were sitting in there, um, I think like as a model and we were showing and yeah. trying to see different lighting effect. That's what it was. It was lighting, studio lighting and, and getting now, everything set. Now, how sad is it? Again, that being the last Team Pixel event that we did in person. Also, was, the YouTube spaces are all shut down now. The, so I was going to say, so we don't have that, that facility. In, I think there may have been one more. Wasn't there the the rooftop one? Oh, was that Remember? before though? Because wasn't that was like it? Pixel Four? I want to say that was the Pixel Four XL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that was the Pixel Four. I I can't put it. I mean, all I know is it's it's been so long that you're yeah. right. YouTube YouTube Space is no longer a thing. Um, I actually passed by the old building now. It's just sitting. It's sitting by the the one that we have here in LA by the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, I was covering a, a, a Verizon so event sad. that was down the street from there. But yeah, that was um, such a great facility, and I, I never got to use it like I wanted to. It was. So I good. got. I was in there once. I got. I got to go there for. It was around when my channel was still in the early stages. I finally qualified because I crossed the twenty thousand subs. And it was a, you know, how to socialize, how to monitor, how to, how to manage a channel yeah. and so on. A lot yep. of things I kind of already knew, but I wanted you to do your whole creative. class thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. And uh, back when I used to have a, uh, like a representative that used to actually call, you know, get in touch with me monthly to, to check on the status and how the channel is doing now. <laughs> I think really they kind of gave up on that too. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> make like, more videos, <laughs> use keywords, I guess. Make, make more videos. And this video doesn't work. That's all I, that's all I get now. Literally, it's yeah. like the last two videos I put out, the algorithm does not like them. And yeah, so, but yeah, it's now fine. I finally put the TV out, the, the, the Vizio TV, that video that mm-hmm. you may see some parts of Christmas in that in that video because. Oh, really? Yeah, that sounds yeah. very interesting. That's a very I, interesting aesthetic choice for your videos I, I, to I like harken back to the holiday season. <laughs> I got to bring it back. You kind of do that whole, you know, call back, right? Call to action, bring back the messages. So how do I get that warm and fuzzy feeling about this TV to bring some Christmas sure. into it? Uh, not because the video was shot in Christmas, but no, um, it, it was actually, uh, <laughs> there was a few, it, the, the, that process took a little bit of time to kind of get through, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but the reality is, you know, it, it's something that I got a chance to learn about when we when we went to the MediaTek event back in November last year yeah. you know the new you know media tech powering a lot of televisions and smart technology and so on and that's what this was this was literally a showcasing of showing the power of what media tech um coincidentally i think it's also the processor running on our tcl tvs which is mm-hmm. and and some of the other you know t- uh, devices and so on so uh 
I'm finally happy that it's out. Realistically, I've been wanting to put it out for some time, and there was a, some minor edits, and then the whole holidays and scheduling. I think that's what the biggest problem. It wasn't really the problem with the video; it was just more of a scheduling thing. But uh, yeah. glad that it <laughs> glad that it's there. And then I think you dropped the video as well, right? No, I oh, haven't okay. gotten the art- any videos. It was the article. I, I think I yeah. wrote a, I wrote up an article, really trying to break down some of my thoughts, and I think this is what I'm going to have to do for comparisons moving forward um i I, let's air a little dirty laundry you know a little Mm -hmm. bts here for for folks in the chat um the the release cycle is so aggressive right now and it's spread so consistently throughout the year like there used to be a bit more ebb and flow and we would talk like i i have if i really do all the videos on my list it books me through the summer and usually there's yeah. a big drop off in a tech doldrums that happens in the summer. And we all talk about how tech is boring and I roll my eyes and that's what it is. Um, yeah. it, it has left almost no time to do some of those longer term uh, look backs and conversations that I love to do. I mean, for the last couple of weeks, I've been complaining like I haven't gotten out my my look back at the Duo 2. I mean, this is a product that's wonderfully improved. I haven't been able to really talk about Pixel 6 Pro, which keeps sort of getting my SIM card back in it. You know, it's it's fighting the V60 for which phone I would really uh, use as a sort of an in-between review daily driver. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I wrote up a OnePlus 10 Pro versus OnePlus 9 Pro. Um, not so much to do like my one-year upgrade. Literally in this moment right now, if you were shopping a new OnePlus phone and you like what OnePlus phones have to offer, that to me is the closest competition. If you're considering a OnePlus 10 Pro and you really like what's on a OnePlus, you're not going to scratch that itch with a Sony, with a Samsung, with a Vivo, mm-hmm. with a Motorola. I mean, the the next closest competitor is literally the year older Old phone that you version. can get for $100 less. And oh, so, and double the storage and more, and more, double the storage and fifty percent more, more RAM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, <laughs> and the better I, ultra wide camera sensor. Um, I, so I, I, yeah. I, I really struggle with that. I wrote out a script like I was going to shoot it, mm-hmm. and really said, you know, like I don't have room in the schedule to make this a video, and YouTube is destroying all of my sort of longer term uh, sort of follow up reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to publish what I wrote as the script. And so it's written a little casually. You know, I, I kind of write how I talk when I write a video script. Um, but it was actually kind of freeing just going back to text. Like if you want to break down everything that I'm saying and you want to sort of take your own time with it, sort yep. of agree or disagree with some of my assessments on which phone has the better design or which phone has better battery life or better performance, better radio management, um, I really feel like this is the only way I can get this stuff out there anymore because it's just taking too long. It's taking too long to make everything a video. And well, so and, now and you're I, a one person production team, the same as every most know. of us. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, 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 there's only so many hours in a day. And, um, you know, with, and, and I feel like also you kind of get in mind, even though you didn't release any videos this week on your own, there's still, you know, reviews.org yeah. and there's still uh, slick deals. So it's not like you're not doing anything. It's well, and you know, obviously, and, and I completely spaced to mention it, like in the backdrop of all of this, I finally got my note 22 camera review out on the Patreon. Yeah. So th- I did get three videos out this week, just none of them on my 
on my channel. No, um, yeah. So if, if you want to see me talk about the best Star Wars swag that you can buy for a diehard Star Wars fan, that's on Slick Deals. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to see me sort of follow up, uh, you know, um, password management, I think that's the video that I just sent over to reviews.org. Mm -hmm. And then I put out a 25 minute long video talking about the camera performance on the Note 22. And I, I mean, like, this this is all now this is all like the priority you know like, like I, I i'm not choosing to do this as directly as i am mm -hmm. but youtube hasn't been that hospitable and i like the conversations that i'm having on my patreon That's and it. i like being able to direct people to a platform that i have a little more control over on my personal website so i think this has to be the shakeup. um I, I want to try and do something like a simpler main overview video, you know, maybe focusing on what makes a new phone unique. Yep. And then when I really want to talk about it and I really want to dig into it, I liked writing. I, I, I kind of enjoyed that process of putting it together. It was a little less stressful. There was a little less pressure. I didn't have to do nearly as much for editing thumbnails and doing all that back-end YouTube stuff that takes way longer than it should. It is um, actually quite a bit longer than, than, than you yeah. think it, it, it takes more time. Yeah, just to code. And you get finish the video out. and you're like, oh, I still have a whole day of work just to get this ready to publish. Yeah, yeah. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I think it's, um, it, it's been slowly kind of getting to me with the way the algorithm is just you know, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's like, I say, it, I, I'm starting to focus more on other, on to, uh, other uh, platforms and I'm trying to figure out what other options are, I'm able to express myself without having to be fed into do into this, you know, if the algorithm doesn't like what you're doing, suddenly that just doesn't push the video, you know, like my mom subscribes to my channel and she gets notified of my videos three to four days later. Although once she gets the notification, she immediately answers that. So I'm, I would assume the algorithm is like, well, she should be a part of wave one, not wave 67 or whatever. But there's no input into it. I mean, I even saw um, your yeah. average consumer was talking about the same thing um, on, mm -hmm. uh, on on Twitter. You know, he has no idea when his video is going to tank. And you're like, you have, you don't. It, it has a good wave. It starts. And at some point, there's that magic. Oh, that's not interesting anymore. We're just going to stop sending it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'll have a, <laughs> I'm yeah, and, and, and I know this pain, uh, yeah. I, I, I maybe am also flirting with some audio gear too, and I'm sure you're probably using the thing that I'm being I'm... really cagey and winky about. Um, but yeah, saying too many earbuds releasing all at the same time. And as soon as this one drops, I have to start the clock again for two more launches this week. And, and I've talked about this also before too. I wrote up a sort of a production diary on the Patreon, just like. I really wish I could be more consistent, but mm -hmm. if I wait too long to put out content on earbuds, then whatever kind of trending topic interest there is in that product, I, like YouTube just eviscerates my channel. Yeah. So when we got like what, what Jeff is talking about with these like stacked releases and they all seem to kind of hover near the same time, I end up giving myself ear infections if I go from different mm -hmm. materials to different ear tips to different nozzles to different sizes to it. Like if I hit my skull with too many different options too quickly, it puts me out of commission for like two weeks. Yeah. I can't use IEMs for until my ears heal. Mm -hmm. So again, it's like, I have to also plan out like if I do a headphone review, 
I might need to take a, just a week off listening to headphones in general. And I really don't like having to take that much downtime on stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of juggling. I mean, like keeping all those balls in the air is, is pretty tough. Um, and and it seems like it's pre. I don't know how they coordinate it. I don't know how these companies are doing it, but somebody's organizing the timeline because Dick, like you said, it's been more <laughs> consistent. Like, um, yeah, you know, like Xiaomi released what four or five different Note 11 series uh, devices in in the span of the first mm-hmm. quarter of the year. Um, yeah. and, and don't get me wrong, I I I I, I championed the the ability of having competition, having selection, having options, but uh, yet true wireless. It's it's now. It's it's hard to, to find a bad pair of true wireless. I, I'm almost tempted to say that, you know, at any budget price point, you should be able to find something that sounds decent to what you need out of it. Um, I got the Enco, uh, the um, the the Oppo Enco X2 uh, recently. Uh, Jeff just finished uh, reviewing those as well. Yeah. Uh, very happy with them. Very very Solid. nice. Very good pair. But as as right before I'm almost done with that, I I get in and I, I get the uh, the brand new Poco uh, Buds Pro. So then they're yeah. like, okay. And there's a couple more that I can't really talk I, about right now. That and I, I still need to go back to the Poco watch. I mean, I haven't even yeah, yeah. finished using yeah, okay. that. That watch has a crazy amount of uh, battery life. Seriously, so, crazy battery life. Now um, that I finally got it hooked up and, and I'm using it, like yeah, I haven't yeah. even made it through my first first charge yet. I know. It's Isn't awesome. that like it's 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 obviously it's like night and day when you come from a tick watch to jump on a watch that runs like RTOS or something like, you know, a different operating system that isn't so Android Wear or Wear OS, but, you know, still kind of yeah. gives you functionality. And speaking of Android Wear or Wear OS, um, where is Wear OS 3.0? Uh, my watch still missing it. I uh, I needed the well, time. And, and aren't, aren't, weren't, wasn't there some, I saw someone doing kind of a clickbaity title on Samsung's Tizen is going to be the new backbone. And it really wasn't. No. And I'm mad I even clicked on the article. <laughs> um, but it seemed like... You were like, "What? Like, Samsung is going back to Titan? Ty- no, weird. no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It, the The article. T- I can't remember how they phrased it. The article title kind of made it sound like Google was working with Samsung mm-hmm. to modify Wear OS and use Tizen instead of Wear OS. Yeah. Oh, and and again, I'm I'm really I'm clumsy clumsily uh, sort of relaying this, but it was some dopey rumor blog. And and apparently what it is is just Samsung's going to be even more instrumental in guiding what, like, the next bullet point update for where OS is. And we should probably expect some kind of, like, rebrand. So instead of Android Wear, instead of Wear OS, like, it's just going to be called, like, Wear. Which is what the something. Samsung app is called. So, again, it was it was a big old nothing burger, but it made me mad yeah, yeah. because it actually did get me to, like, click on it. And mm-hmm. I hate myself for ever feeding clickbait. Um, but but that, you know, if we want to kind of transition, I, I know that has been a pretty hot topic as we look at some of the, the news that might be um, might be coming out of uh, yeah, uh, Google I.O. next week. I mean, that's also like one of the biggest um, it, it's finally back in somewhat of a in-person slash virtual. They're doing the half season this year. Um, presenters and everybody from the Googlers will be in person at the uh, in San Francisco, which will be close to you, Jeff. So if you want to, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're letting people in, but you know, <laughs> like if you if like, want, get your hopes up, but no, Jeff, no, yeah, show up, show up at the door and say, hey, uh, I make videos. And, oh, on Lashawn, I like my ear fun. Don't do that. Good. Ear fun or fine. 
your fund have also partnered with like Edifier. Like they've they've shared some some Edifiers components back really, and forth. Edifiers, the Edifiers are really are real nice, good. really nice. The, the 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 studio monitors that I showed in the video for the Edifier clip are my mon- are my uh, speakers for this setup that I have here. So whenever mm-hmm. we, Juan and I are not talking, I always keep it unplugged, and that's exactly how I like to listen to everything on those. Very nice, very nice pair They're of uh, speakers, monitors, and studio monitors, uh, and then of course uh, <laughs> the the buds. Um, uh, where is where Seinfeld's player? Where? Where is where? <laughs> but um, I even I still have my these are my SVs. Like earphones are good. There's nothing wrong with some earphones. Well, you've had you've had more more work with earphones than I have. I think for me, earphones have been. Um, I, every once in a while, I'll get I'll get one of the pairs. I think they don't really kind of reach out as much, but I feel like you have had a good uh, experience over the gamut of the different true wireless buds. There, mm-hmm. uh, I mean. The, the rea- This is the thing, though. I mean, I haven't found a pair of buds that have come across my desk that I can say, well, this is trash or this is just unacceptable. It doesn't make sense. There are different price points, different features and different experiences yeah. that you're going to go. If you're going to a $30 pair or a $50 pair, don't expect the same experience as the $130 yeah, or sure. 200 I, bucks. Yeah, I, I think I was probably... No, because I agree with you. I think I was probably most critical of the Mobvoi, the Tick... Oh, the, buds, tick, the, the, the most tick recent buds, yeah. ones. I think it was like ninety nine, right? Wasn't it like a or hundred? So, so the, the the thing the thing that like I still have to give them, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the thing that I still had to give them a lot of credit for was that they were moving features around based on a price point, yeah. and they got a lot of flack because the ANC is pretty weak, you know. Mm-hmm. So the noise canceling isn't isn't it's barely noticeable unless you're listening unless in your environment there's like a constantly droning sound and it's really good at cutting like a low level low mids kind of drone or rumble and and not by a lot but it will reduce that um but you know in exchange for that i thought they had a really novel tech solution for things like voice actions and voice controls mm-hmm. and so i think that's still fair to say like hey if you want to play with something like that you, hey, you know, what you're doing is you're balancing one feature for another and yeah. i think that's fine um, but I, I think you're right. Even even getting into like um, what are these? My little sound peats, mm-hmm. which I like when they went on sale. These were like twenty dollar true wireless buds. They're not bad. I'm not going to reach for them. Is like what Juan's really going to enjoy listening to music on. But yeah. for all the phones out there that don't have headphone jacks anymore, if you just need an inexpensive way to take calls and you're not going to be gutted if you break, drop, or lose these things. Then I think that's that's a perfectly reasonable uh, price performance. Uh, it, 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 it's the difficulty. I mean, like, and other someone else was saying in the chat too. You know, like we're 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 inundated. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very a very competitive market with with ultra fine differences separating a lot of these different products out there. And well, for me, I, what I found to be the the best. Well, okay, the um, the Oppo Enco. Uh, well, the Opal Buds, the, the Enco X2s. Yeah. I think the one thing that I didn't realize how much how much I really, really like is the fact that it has a volume control on the slider. 
It has a sl- mm-hmm. it, the, it's it basically raised and lower the volume without ever having oh, to yeah. use a command or whatever. And that was so helpful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can raise and lower the volume on my watch. It's not like, a, like oh, my God, this is not, you know, it's, it, you know, I couldn't do it any other way. But the fact that I, without having to touch my phone, without having to look at my watch, I can just lower the volume, switch and do everything I want. And it, they sounded really good. They're good in my ears now. Also, when I started my runs, I'm able to actually keep them in there and they don't fall out. So those little things that, you know, the weight of the uh, the, the actual drivers, uh, not the drivers, but the actual buds themselves. How do they sit? How do you get ear fatigue? I make calls. I'm on calls all day during the day. I get because we're working mm-hmm. from home, conference calling and video calls are literally my daily thing. So I need a pair of buds that can hang with me and not give me, you know, ear fatigue. And also, as you said, uh, the ability of basically hanging in there with uh, lower you know, noise cancellation, good microphones and so on. Edifier surprised me out of the box with the best microphone experience, like serious, like for video recording, like crazy good. good. Um, And yeah, so there's so much ear candy out there. That's the best way to say it. There's just so much ear candy to trying to get that experience the best way possible. Oh, man. Sorry. Josh Josh is now sounding like a cranky old man. It's like that old pair of Sony wired earbuds that had the wind up case. Everything was downhill from there. <laughs> so in the ear, but no, I I think I saw I somewhere where um I mean their latest earbuds that they put out the uh, the audio pad the open backs uh, earbuds that was also a, you know it, it try to push into a new I still haven't tried form. those yeah I I, 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 I was eyeing them pretty hard fi- financially after so the Red Magic locked up a lot of money for me and now I'm kind of like starting to trying to figure out how much money I want to be able to, you know, so it's a whole bunch of stuff. And and of course, as you can all, I don't know if you guys probably, you know, tax season was literally two weeks ago. I'm still recovering from that. Uh, Holy cow. That so, was only two weeks ago. And if, and it feels like that could have been yeah. six months ago. I don't, Oh my God, man. Um, I dread. I, and I, I uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a yeah it's a tough time it's it's a very tough time for any creator that does their own you know for their own business and so on like that because you know we you know when you work for a company they hold the taxes for you so at the end of the year you're pretty much you know you're supposed to be okay but when you work for yourself you're supposed to do all of that and at the end of the year when you're filing your taxes there's going to be a lot of paying so yeah we don't make money at the (laughs) tax day we we lose. Exactly. Yeah. No. Josh. Exactly. Josh knows. Um. And I think Jeff. Jeff was also kind of put put out something about that as well. Uh. Back in, <laughs> I think on Twitter or so on. But um, I have to say though, of of devices and budget and devices that, like that are on the market right now that are surprisingly you know su- surprisingly well. The A fifty three has been actually running pretty nicely for me. I how I know dare it's, you. <laughs> I saw a YouTube video saying that that phone was the great mistake. <laughs> oh, it was obviously that person's mistake. It doesn't mean everybody else's I, mistake. I, I, it's it's it, it genuinely has hit my list for family members. I, I've told the story. My uncle, his yeah, yeah. Galaxy S nine is dying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, he replaced it with another Galaxy S nine. Um, it, it's phones like the A fifty three, the the Pixel A series. Yeah, yeah, these are the devices that. I'm I'm selling, or I shouldn't say selling to my family. I'm not actually exchanging money for goods and services, but I'm encouraging more and more. And mm-hmm. and it's been really refreshing watching most people start playing with them, not notice any severe compromises from the more expensive phone that they had before, and then going into that, like, 
oh, and if I bust up this phone, it's cheaper to replace this phone than it would be to replace the back glass on a nicer iPhone. Um, I, I, I am going to always be a fan of premium tier, high horsepower pocket computers, but it, it really is something kind of special um, when you pick up an A53, when you pick up, I mean, even an A52 also, because you can get some great well, deals the, if, on that. Yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to really get the best deal, A, A52 is still technically a better deal than the A53. But I'm just, in in the the surprising factor of, okay, so I'll, I'll say, from the day I ordered the A53 through T-Mobile to the day I turned in my S22 back, because I had an S22, and I think mm-hmm. the one that you and I were sharing, and, um, and you know, our time was done with it, and I didn't really need to keep it. So I decided, let's say, let me go over to the A53. I'm not going to buy the the thing. Um, the the people at T-Mobile were just did not like. It's like there's a glitch in this in the matrix or something. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Why would you go from an S22 to an A53? And I looked the guy straight in the eye. I said, look, the S22 is not a flagship. I don't think that the S22 is a flagship. It's a stepping stone into the Plus and to the Ultra. And when you look at the compromises and the constraints that were done on the S22, the F, the A53 actually sounds a better sounds like a better deal. You save money and you get very similar experiences. Not exact, mm-hmm. obviously there are certain things that don't translate, but from a yeah. general usage from functionality, uh, you know, having 4K on an A series on both the front and the back sensors to me is a big thing, right? Yeah. It's not 4K 60, but it's 4K 30. So little things like that when you're using it and you're living with it and you kind of understand the appreciation there um also like the fact that it's a larger display it, it charges at the same speed as the s22 which is surprising has a bigger battery than it's the s22 it's not surprising <laughs> you know what I mean? super fast charging is so bogus <laughs> oh super fast it's so so fast it's so fast it's just beyond me no um so uh, I, I'm, I I'm wrapping my up my IQ. Where is my IQ? Oh, no, sorry. Bring... Um, but we don't. No, need don't, to do don't, that. don't, don't pull out an 120 to, to, watt fast charging in the middle of. But, a 25... but to, to that point, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I really feel, especially for tech reviewers, get yeah, yeah. so locked up in these iterative improvements to things like processing power, that I think we grossly overlook the consumer desire for better runtime. And yeah. the best way to improve runtime is to actually step down a tier and land one of these phones with a super large battery and a mid-series processor. And, large and for most yep. of the, the things, anyone who ever utters the phrase average consumer in a review about a $1,000 phone is so off the pulse of what that mainstream peak of the bell curve. I just need to cover the basics on a communication device that fits in my pocket kind of consumer would be Mm -hmm. looking for. And I guarantee you, and I would love to hear anyone in the chat if, I mean, outside of like the family member who's also a nerd like you, if you point blank asked any of your relatives, do you need 15% more GPU compute power or would you like to get Six hours more runtime out in the field with the way that you use your phone. Oh my god! I'm yes. pretty confident we could predict what the answer would be for most average G- GPU right out there. Right, GPU. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah my grandmother sure. is all about trying to rock alien isolation on on her phone. Um, well, you know, so. it, it's a classic, man. I mean, you got to keep the classics it's going. So it's, good. it's all about the but, GPU. 
<laughs> no, no. In all honesty, uh, no. Believe me, I've, and I've had that. I've had that conversation with my mom and my brother and so on. And, and literally, battery yeah. life is the biggest thing. Wanting to know that their phone's not going to die, they're going to be able to carry, watch content, enjoy them. You, you know, oh, whatever yeah. they want to do. Uh, it, it, and those are the reasons why I kind of like you know. So I'm, it, the the reason why I'm talking about this is I'm I'm actually putting my thoughts together. So hopefully the video it may go up tomorrow. It may go up Saturday. I'm I'm not 100 percent there. Uh, there, but um, the it, the A53 has been very pleasant. It's not a gimmicky phone. It's literally just focusing on the basics and what it does. It does well. The cameras yeah. on it are actually very decent. Uh, we get 4K. You get a large display, as I mentioned. Uh, no headphone jack, which I really kind of miss. And there's also no adapter for uh, audio, so mm-hmm. you have to kind of go wireless. Mm-hmm. But if you if you picked it up on the pre-launch, you got a free pair of beans with it, so it wasn't really a bad deal. I don't. They don't come with them now anymore, but or at least on the the way I did it with Jump on Demand on T-Mobile, I didn't get the buds. Not that I'm short on any buds. I have enough. <laughs> Trust me, I have enough. Um, so long story short, uh, yeah. So that, that to me, it's been now, a surprising. I, I've been real pissy about Samsung this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. The to me, the shining ex- examples of what Samsung can still do well come in the uh, come in the flavors of the Note 22 and the A53, and I feel like everything in between is you should probably avoid. Maybe exactly. an S22 Plus under some situations, but given my experiences with phones from last year. Mm-hmm. I think you're way better off kind of buying into last year's phones for almost the same performance and save a little cash. And you're still on a decent train for, mm-hmm. for updates for people who care about like getting updates into the fourth year. But of yeah, the, S, the S21 Ultra, the, um, the S21 series uh, are actually still very comparable. I mean, in, that, that's, yeah. But isn't that exactly even with price drops? So, I mean, Samsung has been slashing prices because there's zero confidence in their S-series phones right now. Even with that, they've already done such a number to devaluing their own products. Yeah. The conversation could be S21 Ultra against S22 Plus. I would easily go S21 Ultra. Oh, absolutely. What, what, What benefit would you have going with a 22 Plus? If they're close to the same price. And and I feel like one of the companies that best showcases that is OnePlus. Mm-hmm. Picking up a OnePlus 10 Pro and a OnePlus 9 Pro because there's only one flavor of mm-hmm. each of those phones. And the storage configurations definitely side with the older, less expensive phone for people who really like to dig into cameras and shoot 4K video. Yeah, I yeah. think that makes a lot of sense. Um, but Samsung is in exactly the same position. If you're going to spend more than $400 on a phone, I see no benefit to going 22 or 22 plus when last year's phones are the same and cheaper. <laughs> oh, you know, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that I think we a lot of there's going to be a pickup on that in in in, in this general tech space when people get, and, I, and I'll say this not just from the from the consumer side but even companies. Apple started this a few years back. They don't discontinue the year before's model, they discount it. Yeah. So because they know they still have stock, right? Because they're not selling all of them, right? They're they're still sure. they are boxes and boxes of, you know, uh, and and are sitting in factory in, in their low, you know, storage but I think that's the right approach to do it. And give the opportunity for people to buy the new phones if they want to buy the new phones, but also provide the options to be able to buy something. Uh, I think the the when you put the the uh, OnePlus Nine Pro versus the Ten Pro, for me, it's such a design aesthetics 
And I say that purely because of the structure and the way the devices look different. But when you take those looks out and you put them in a case and you're really just going looking about it realistically, they're very close. And it is literally the better solution. Um, <laughs> I like the stickers uh, on, on the 9 Pro for me because it still gives you the options of getting more storage. It, it's not the RAM. I feel like OnePlus is able to rock 8 gigs of RAM solid. No yeah. questions. The I, phone runs perfect. I, I I use my phones pretty hard. Eight gigabytes of RAM isn't causing me any pain. Um, so I and, switched my case, by the way. I'm I'm more on. Uh, hey, oh, Sam. nice. Yeah. So I went with a speaking like uh, case just to kind of get the color, get it, enjoy it a little, little bit. Because uh, I was rocking the same case you had, the uh, the one that we got with the phone. But uh, I wanted to <laughs> play. A, yeah, because that's a beautiful color, man. Um, you know, usually nice. we get we get the uh, like the midnight black and stuff like that. I feel like those are great colors, but just and not... and I, I mean, like and and I know from from photos and things like that, it, mm-hmm. they've been kind of knocking OnePlus for this design language. But I, they're, they're definitely I'm not as 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 cranky about the OnePlus 10 Pro as I was when they announced it. Now, having used it, it's a brilliantly smooth, fluid, fast, mm-hmm. powerful phone mm-hmm. with some great camera features. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I like the new design because it's more practical. Mm-hmm. I understand why some people don't like the look of it, but I really don't like the domino glued to the back of your phone look that yeah, yeah. was sort of sort of popular with the OnePlus 9 and the Samsungs of of last year. Um but the fact that it's ceramic that is actually a nice perk from all of the phones that we've seen that they've busted the glass around yeah, yeah. their camera sensors. I mean, that takes us all the way back to like the LG V20. So oh, wow. it's remember the, the V20 had that plastic strip uh, yeah, on, no, exactly. on the camera bar on the back. Because, and if you peeled that off, it was very easy to crack that camera glass. So, I mean, when, when you look at things like that, there's definitely been some attention paid to what they're trying to produce, but the OnePlus 10 pro absolutely feels like, a phone built for 2022 under the reality of what all these components cost two years into a global pandemic with component shortages and distribution issues. Yep, it yep. feels like the best phone OnePlus could make without making a $1,500 phone, which would have just been a little bit better than the $1,000 phone was last year. And so you, you move those parts and pieces around, you change out some camera sensors, you, you you play with storage configurations, and you come up with the best balance of compromises. But the reality for consumers is you get all that from last year's phones, and they're going to sell at a substantial discount. So I don't think the OnePlus 10 Pro is bad by any stretch. I think mm-hmm. it's a great phone. It just has to do combat against an amazing OnePlus 9 Pro and a still totally serviceable, like still phenomenally high performance OnePlus 8 Pro, which now that that, that, that the OnePlus 8 Pro is on Android 12, yeah. it's it's really good. I mean, like, it's my mom, still my mom got the, a uh, fantastic on the, on the OnePlus phone. 8. She just got Android 12 on OnePlus 8. She's like, wait, what happened? I said, you're welcome to Android 12. I told her, I was like, yeah. you know, she's like, this is a mess. Like, what is this? Because she finally got the shelf. Um, there was a few little hiccups here and there and I was like, you know, yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's, it's a great, 
it's great to see devices get updated and get new features, security updates and so sure. on. But it was more about like explaining to my mom, like, yeah, these phones do get updates, you know, like you actually get the updates on time. Uh, it, it's not exactly at the same time. The 12 came out obviously about a year later almost. Uh, but yeah, so the, that, I think that's the nine pro right there. So definitely very happy, uh, minor issues. Realistically, I was surprised. I thought it mm-hmm. would be more, uh, the Wi-Fi had to be deleted and re-added, but other than that, for the most part, and, yeah. and we disabled the shelf. She didn't like it's the funny. shelf. I said, I, I, said, I, I do. So <laughs> let her know random dude on the internet with that. flat caps also shares her ire over things like the shelf. Absolutely. I was in the same, but I like, I'm just going to turn this off. I'm, I'm not really feeling this. I liked it more. I mean, I think that back. I found it more functional when it was sitting on the left that I don't accidentally bring it down. Their placement of the shelf where it is on where most of us typically mm-hmm. swipe down from, which I, I didn't like realize it. it was sitting. Yeah, I, I felt like it was and it's on by default. It's like Bixby. And it's it's the same bummer Bixby I have with, with Xiaomi's split notification shade. I don't, I don't she, like it. You can, by the way, do you know that you can undo that, right? You can reverse oh, it yeah. back. It just, it's not just, not just like the shelf. That's literally yeah, yeah. the first thing I do when it. it's, it's just that I, it's on I, by default. I sprayed yeah. spittle for <laughs> saying aggressively telling Showers you, have been spittled. I am aware of disabling the Xiaomi okay, notification. I, I, so I want to, yeah, I'm going to have no, to clean I, off this camera lens. It's <laughs> gross. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I mean, I've got. I've I've come to be accustomed. I'm not accustomed to it. I've gotten used to it to the point where, right, um, it is something that, um, yeah. When you see it on other devices and you start seeing, like, so I'll be I'll be very honest. I wished OnePlus had the same function of swiping between the two. Like, yeah. if I swipe down the wrong menu by mistake, at least I can swipe away, as sure. opposed to having to swipe up and then swipe back down. Like adding that extra swipe, yeah. but you know, let me go from notification to toggles and so on. But, um. You know, you know, like, and then the Nord, the you know, the Nord N twenty came out, and that's running Android eleven. It's going to be coming to Android twelve at some point. So it's it's just little things, like little features and things like that, that I feel like we need to kind of uh, just uh, appreciate. But I feel like if we looked at the OnePlus Eight Pro on its own in twenty twenty two, do you think somebody can? Would would that would be a good buy for somebody in twenty twenty two picking up a used one? Obviously, they don't have them new anymore. Would you would you say go for an eight sixty five eight pro? I I I find no issues with the compute power. Mm-hmm. the The main question would be: Is this person comfortable just subsisting on Google Play services and individual Android component updates for security? Because we're we're pretty much into that last stretch of support. It, it's it's on getting yeah. The I was going to say it's maybe. So yeah. if you read my article, I, I ran a, re-ran a few of my tests because Android 12 forced over scoped storage. Yeah, and yeah. So, so when we're talking, and, and I'm talking like literally laptop grade computing use. So if you want to mm-hmm. replace a laptop, you want to go out in the field and like edit raw files from a Sony A7. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the level of compute work I'm talking about. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like, can I open my Twitters a fraction of a microsecond faster? Does it stutters rerunning, on my rerunning the OnePlus 9 Pro and the OnePlus 8 Pro through things like video rendering tests, my batch file processing, my batch mm-hmm. photo processing, and my RAR compression test. The addition of scoped storage hit the OnePlus 9 with between a 20 and 25% performance reduction wow. on things like photo that batch photo process. I, re- I remember you talked about that one, yeah. 
So the one plus nine can catch the one plus 10 in that test. This is like the most brutal test that I run. Um, and, and it can take, it can take a, a current top of the line phone now almost 20 minutes to complete this insane batch of photos. But I, I'm purposely making it this ridiculous so that I can see not only how fast does it complete the test, but how, how much does it throttle over time? Because mm-hmm. I can take sections and like, you know, every 50 photos, every 100 photos and see how much is this phone throttling. The OnePlus 10 blows the doors off the OnePlus 9 for about 15 photos. And then the OnePlus 9 keeps plugging along and eventually catches the lead of the OnePlus 10 and then beats it. The OnePlus 8 never loses to the OnePlus 9. It starts faster and it throttles less. So in terms of of outright compute power, the 865 is perfectly performant. There is no downgrade for compute CPU compute tasks. It only falls a little behind GPU, but we also know that many of these phones are manipulating the actual GPU performance so you don't completely nuke your battery. So the OnePlus, uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro has difficulty reaching full 60 frames per second in a bunch of the games I play. Mm-hmm. You can't see the difference because the OnePlus 9 Pro caps you at 60 frames frames per second second. on most of the games I play. I was going to say, yeah. So genuinely, you're down into specific hardware components. Do you want less of a curve to the screen? Do you want... um, The refresh rate, uh, depending on the type of refresh rate that you're going through. A lower refresh rate, because you can still get 120 hertz. Um, And then uh, you have the same sized main camera sensor. I actually think the telephoto is a little bit better on the 8 Pro than it is mm-hmm. on the 9 Pro or the 10 Pro. But obviously the ultra-wides are more functional on the 9 Pro and the 10 Pro. And then, of course, stepping up to a little bit more compute power, OnePlus has done some amazing things with, like, 4K at 120 frames per second, yep. on 8K the, on 30 the, on the, 9 and the, 10, on the yep. OnePlus 9. So, so if you're going to tell me, like, hey, I want to play with slow motion in 4K, Obviously, 8 Pro's off the table. If you don't care about that, or you don't care about 8K30 or 4K120, mm-hmm. genuinely, the 8 Pro might be a better phone. Literally, just head-to-head, feature-for-feature, performance-for-performance. You've got you've to dig. Like, this is a specific feature I want. Mm-hmm. That, that's a reason to move to a 9 Pro or a 10 Pro. If it's just... I want a great camera, a great camera sensor, a fast fluid screen, higher resolution than anything Samsung sells near this price point, good battery life and fast charging. Mm-hmm. 8 Pro. 8 Pro does it all and does a lot of it better. So that that's the reality of kind of where we are right now. We're trading hyper-specific improvements in CPU compute power for sort of the overall stability of just daily driver tasks and thermal performance. And... I still appreciate, like, there are things on an HN1 I flip and love, mm-hmm. but that is, it's hyper-specific kinds of work. And I know exactly where I can push an 8 Gen 1 phone mm-hmm. to do things that an 865 would struggle with. But are you doing those things? Because if you're not, the 865 is better. It's well, just, and, and, and it's how just more consistent. It, and yeah, you know, it, it's really understanding what you're looking for out of a smartphone and uh what this is what kind of frustrated me i mean i know we're not specifically talking about that but i mean what got me kind of frustrated a little bit with the s22 when i got into the s22 when i wanted to look at it it was like i wanted to use it as a flagship it's it's literally the best that we're talking about 
it's supposed to represent the best of what Samsung offers. It's the S series, the S22, 20, uh, the two, sorry, the 22, the plus, and then you have the ultra. And every time I looked at the S22, I felt that it was a compromise. It was, I never felt like this was a, a, it truly represented the experience that Samsung has to offer because they crippled it so much that it felt like it was a stepping experience. Like you get into it and you feel just enough uncomfortable that you'd want to upgrade that you'd go yeah. back and want to change it. Um, and, and when you look at OnePlus and how they've gone from the 8 Pro to the 9 Pro to the 10 Pro, although there are definitely some things, as you said, you can point to the perform, improvements in performance, the benefit of having an HN1 over an 888 or an, H, an 865, those are things that are specific to what you need to do with your phone. Okay, I can tell you that rendering for me and GPU power is a big part of what my phone needs to do. And I need to be able to whatever phone I'm using, be it the the Oppo turn on performance mode or, you know, be it on the OnePlus turning on those functionalities. Um, I like the toggles and I like the, be able, the ability of being able to push it so that I can actually get to my next to the next project that I want to do. Yeah. But I know that my mom doesn't. I know that my brother, my brother still runs on the 7 Pro. And seriously, he was still like, I, I tried getting him to get on the 8 Pro or even the 9 Pro. And he's I mean, like, no. It's everything, everything that I've said about the 865, I have almost as much nice to say about the 855. Yeah. He it was, makes he, me sad that I actually got an update to my Galaxy S10e. Yeah. It's making okay. it run a little choppier. Oh, I, yeah, I don't well, like welcome the newest one UI build for, yeah, for no. the S10e. And, and again, it also kind of reinforces like how much I loved phones like the V50 and the G8 and that yeah. entire generation of hardware from the 845 to the 865 is kind of mm-hmm. our golden age of power to performance, or I should say performance per watt. Per and, out, yeah. and I'm hoping we get back to that because you see those little glimmers like the 870 still baller that is a beautiful soc the dimensity 8100 is a gorgeous oh my god i still want to try that at the uh it looks so good the uh the neo 3 and it it is running on the 8100 and i haven't been able to get my hands on that i just i want to try out i want to see what the what the like the higher end dimensity Mm -hmm. chipsets can do um 9000 never came stay size there was nothing that's going to be and it's short of buying an entire like a $1500 phone just to try it out that's the only yeah. way to get it i have tried yeah. i've reached out to everybody and anybody uh just nobody has it um, and i was and, hit, i was hitting up the pr for mediatek like who 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 can you put me in touch with and they even they were like well we make the soc i don't know that we can really help you get one. <laughs> it's a it's a tough story it is so good though but i'm 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 still excited to to see that you know MediaTek and uh, dimensity is still making rounds 88,000 oh but i i I don't i don't again this podcast not sponsored by MediaTek, and people have listened to (laughs) me prattle on about um uh, about core configurations on die shrinks um, yeah, for yeah. for Michael Corcoran, was there a tweak on manufacturing after 865? So the 865 went into the 865 Plus, which was in the Note 20 Ultra, yeah, and then got basically a Plus Plus version, which is what we call the 870. Yeah, um, there was also an 860, which was in the Poco X3. Yes, and that was a that was briefly. a Plus version of the 855. Yeah, so the Poco was, X3 is actually yeah. kind of a, a, a sort of a diamond in the rough phone if you can get one because that 860 SoC is so good. 
Yeah, it's just a, a refinement and 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 kind of um, it, it's not even you know it's not even a, a massive change over the eight fifty five, but it's just a subtle little tweak. Great power to performance. Remind me, did the X three include five uh, G with the eight sixty, or did they still I not have five G? I don't believe so. Because I think that but someone yeah, will think... tell me that I'm wrong. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. It's Qualcomm going to uh, to course correct, so these uh, these phones don't cook uh, so foul on the HN2. So this I, this is no, I mean we we mentioned H- this. This is exactly yeah. what we what we need to see. So ARM puts out reference designs, and yeah. so they they came out with the the new X cores, the mm-hmm. the Cortex, the, the 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 big X1 and X2. Mm-hmm. They've also recently refreshed their 700 and 500 series cores, replacing mm-hmm. the 70 and 50 series cores. And so ARM has these reference designs. Then Qualcomm takes those reference designs and they staple a whole bunch of their own components and radios and modems and everything. And their own GPU. Into one yeah. SOC. And then they pass it over to Samsung, who then you know, actually builds and fabs the chip. So now what we're going to see is ARM reference designs into Qualcomm layout now going to TSMC for an 8 Gen 1 Plus. Plus. Yeah. Which makes me mad that we're already complicating this new naming strategy. But once we can get our hands on HN1+, we can see, does this run more efficiently than the Samsung fabricated HN1? And if that's true, then one of the major issues might be Qualcomm's overall design getting interpreted by Samsung. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure Qualcomm is looking at, like, subtle tweaks and refinements. It's a plus... It's yeah, not yeah. going to be a direct one-to-one um, SOC. And I'm sure they're still going to say, well, oh, you get like 2% better CPU compute or something like that. So if we don't see a significant difference in performance per watt coming out of TSMC, then we know the issue is with ARM and Qualcomm. If we do see a significant difference, then it could be an issue with the first HN1, Qualcomm, and Samsung. And that could be yeah. the issue. Yeah. And then we also have the data points as we look to what MediaTek is doing with the 9000, which it, it's that's still a hot, thirsty chip, yeah, but yeah. it does seem to be achieving a better performance per watt than what the HN1 is capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, to me, I, I would wholly believe that as we get into HN2, it's not going to be night and day. It's not like you just flip a switch and magically everything's solved. But I, I could believe where the HN2 takes us into a bit more of the refining that we saw going from the iPhone 12 to the iPhone 13. We didn't see a radical difference in A-series processors. We saw refinement, and Apple stapled on a better battery, and suddenly the iPhone was really good again. iPhone 12 was a dog. iPhone 13 is really solid. So that's what I'm really hoping is we get that refinement. We take a year not making these big, huge claims of like 15% more CPU and 20% more GPU. We don't need it. We need that level of performance at a power draw that won't cook your fingertips if you try to use it. Yep. And that's where we're stuck. So yeah. I, I, I really am I'm positive into the next two years. Um, but it's not going to be suddenly everything's fixed. It's going to be, let's tweak this, let's refine this, and then maybe a die shrink is also going to bring this in. And I really need these companies to hear, we don't need more power. We need better efficiency. And if you gave me 870 performance again on a crazy die shrink with with much better power management, that would make so many of us so happy. That is that is huge performance. And then we could also expect like two day runtime out of these 5000 milliamp hour batteries 
on a, a die shrink on an 865 style SOC would be amazing. That would be yeah. awesome. No, no. And then I think that's where a lot of people are kind of, I mean, to part of that statement as well, a lot of people are waiting to see what TSMC is, a Gen 1 Plus is going to do. I think it's more so referencing yeah. see, you know, where could be the the issue going on. And uh, well, because we can take this all the way back, it literally could be arm arm issues with arms reference design. No, absolutely. Don't, don't get me wrong. But there's also the <laughs> the conversation that goes into companies and OEMs trying to also build purposely built devices that meet these requirements. Some companies, when they're going through and they're part spinning and they're going from one device to another and maybe year to year upgrade, um, you know, we, we hear a lot of the same claims, right? Graphene, uh, you know, heat pipes, water cooling or vapor chamber and all of that stuff. But we're still hitting temperatures. Very, the, the one device I have to say to this day that actually purposely built their phone purposely to try to remove some of the localization of heat in one spot was the F4. Removing yeah. the battery connectors, removing was where some of the heat generation is done from the from the top part of the battery, mm-hmm. where typically it's closer to the GPU, CPU, uh, you know, that little square part of the phone in the yeah. center left close to the camera right. module where typically all of the, you know, the components are sitting. Bring, moving that down purposely is, is, a, is a way for them to manage some of those temperatures. So, yeah. I, I want to see more ingenuity in that field as well, because at the end of the day, it seems like, you know, Qualcomm is going to follow the next ARM uh, architecture, and, and we need to kind of see how TSMC does it. MediaTek is using similar experiences, and we know how that's going on. Uh, but it's it's going to be a collaborative work, because Qualcomm said that to me specifically at, at the um, um, when they first launched the HN1. Look. We provide the requirements, we provide the parameters that are needed to manage or to handle the 8 Gen 1 and uh, provide mm-hmm. the experience that it gets there. It is up to the OEMs to implement it. And it is going to have to kind of come down to how do they manage it and how do they pil- bur- purposely build devices around it, not having it meet the existing architecture of that phone yeah. as opposed to, you know what I mean? I feel like it's, it's we, but, we see benefits at the end of the year with gaming phones, but for sure. I want to see that more with like flagship with the S22. And yeah, I think this year, this year got away from us. Um, yeah. I mean, we were having very similar concerned conversations with the 888. Well, the HN1 is now operating at a tier that makes the 888 look a bit more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's really difficult to kind of get that part of the story nailed down. Um, you know, because I, 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 I'm with the people in our chat, all of the people yeah. that are saying, like, this is why I stuck with an 865. I bought an 865 at the end of 2021. There are very specific ways that I know I can use an 8 Gen 1 and, mm-hmm. and really work that puppy and get something cool out of it. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a much more difficult story to tell with nuance. And we can also point to, like I was just holding up all these OnePlus phones, literally now two generations of phone that have been hovering in a very similar sort of performance envelope. Mm-hmm. One, you know, like you can drive the 865 to its limit. By the time you get to the 8 Gen 1, you can drive it way faster for a tiny period of time. And then you know it's going to kind of throttle itself down to where the 865 was at peak. And so when you're playing those kinds of games, and, and we've, we're dealing with companies that now manipulate app performance with you know, whitelisting apps and, and you know, letting benchmarks go unchecked, um, mm-hmm. we, we've not really been sort of 
honest in this industry with what it is that we're looking for. So moving forward, I mean, there are a lot of benefits still, the better AI processing, better camera performance, better image, uh, image processing. There are yeah. other things that still happen on an improved SOC. Um, like I would never expect an 865 to be able to shoot 4K 120. Like it's just not, not a thing. No. Um, at least not in real time video. Cause the, the Sony could shoot slow motion in 4K but it couldn't capture real time video. Um, and it, it, it wasn't and, true and 120. 120. Yeah, and it wasn't true 4K 120. It was 4K 120 no, com, uh, was... compressed down to 4K 60. Uh, yeah. I mean, even even with the 888 on the uh, on the first generation that we had with the uh, Xperia One Mark II, it was 4K mm -hmm. 120 with um, compression to a 4K 60. But on the um, Xperia One Mark III, I think we finally were able to get 4K true 4K 120. And then yeah, the but that Xperia takes us Pri, up to the 888. Yeah, I know Again, that's what I'm saying. 65s, yeah, couldn't couldn't get it done. There, there, there so are limitations, it, but yeah. The 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 thing that that's going to be interesting to see this year, I think, got away from us. I, I think we were as an industry. I think too many players were looking at like, well, if we really bump this up, we can try and catch Apple's A series. If we really try and 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 you know juice up this GPU, we can do all of these interesting things with gaming. And and the truth is that that is all correct. Um, yeah. But in, instead of looking at the efficiency side of it, like we should have for a year after the A eighty eight, I think we we got a little too ambitious with how 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 big can we make these scores? How fast can we play these games? And I think it just got away from us. So it's a huge opportunity for MediaTek. It's a big opportunity for Google. We're now, I'm, I'm, you know, we're we're a ways into using the Pixel Six and Tensor. I, I don't hear people complaining about Tensor performance. Remember, it like, oh, but the Geekbench score is so much lower. Mm, I'm so concerned. That. You yeah. know what? This hasn't been any compromise at all. When we look at Samsungs that have been throttling all of your apps, Tensor actually stands to have a really big year. If they can, if they can nail down a good power performance ratio for Tensor Two, absolutely. So th these opportunities are very exciting to see where we can go, and how we can kind of hit peak performance right now. Mm -hmm. We need apps that are actually going to going to leverage that higher tier performance because right now I'm I'm hitting you know margin of error territory on video rendering now. My audio uh, my audio podcast test mm -hmm. it gets faster. But it's diminishing returns, you know, like when you're talking about rendering an hour and a half of audio and your difference in rendering time is like three seconds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know that anyone's like, I need to spend more on that phone so that my podcast will render three seconds faster. Isn't really a thing. So that's that's where I think we can we can hang out. It's OK if we take a year off and just fix power and then come back to like, well, how can we? How can we look at, at more performance again? Well, and so speaking of that specific experience and also kind of leveraging a little bit of DTS comment in there, maybe we can have an SOC specifically made for gaming phones. For example, a normal HN1, non-gamer flagship HN1 overclocked to the HN1 Plus possibly for phones with active cooling, not just a chips basically to rule them all. Um, yeah. Qualcomm no, is it, trying it, to... That's, that's, that is the goal. I mean, what's no, no, funny I... is like th there's a... There's, what what do they call their desktop series? Qualcomm, the HCX. HC. 
So the yeah. 8C, the, the, the new 8C Act, 8CX, is that what the, it is? Yeah. I, um, hold on. Let me bring it up real quick. Is it 8C3X so, or something? Anyway, whatever the yeah. new one is, is basically going to be all the big cores from our phone with the expectation that more surface area or active cooling is going to help. So it really is just like Lego pieces at this point. If you've got one big core in your phone, you can also make an SOC for a tablet that has four big cores or a laptop that has four big cores. And then you can still include like the A500 uh, cores for something if you want just better power management. Um, we're, we're already doing something like that. So, so yeah. HCX so be- Gen 3. Oh, we're up oh, to, that's yeah, they're terrible up. name. They're, they're up to Gen 3 now with the, the HCX series, which, I mean, so this is the biggest, uh, and it's obviously small, tiny, uh, where, you know, first, it's running for Windows. It's basically Windows on ARM. Um, the, to, to answer Aditya's question, so for me, I actually kind of was thinking about the, uh, the, um, the other uh, uh, experience that they talked about. They released a gaming platform, a first-generation gaming platform mm-hmm. SOC for that kind of competitor to the Steam Deck that they, yep. uh, they showed us at, back in November. Which Razer was collaborating with them. I, I played with it, obviously, and I made a video on it and so on. But overall, I haven't really seen much of it. You know, we're in May, you know, obviously, May, you know, May, Cinco de Mayo, but the reality is we're overdue to see what, you know, what companies are looking into it. Is Razer going to release this? Is Qualcomm going to release a reference device? Um, and actually, something that people would buy and be able to actually check out. But I feel like they're trying to separate the gaming, the, the hardcore gaming experience out of smartphones into a gaming experience with the introduction of the new SOC. But I, I, but we also have to remember that not everybody wants to run around, run and gun, you know, a phone and another phone for gaming and another phone for cameras. And like, you truly want to get a a well, well well-balanced experience. And you, you really need to kind of figure out exactly what you need. You need to be smart about the selection or the choice that you're making Mm -hmm. with the hardware. Um, I think, MediaTek and Qualcomm are doing they're they're definitely trying to push the envelope. I think they're limited by the architecture in the existing ecosystem what's going on and they're like you said we may benefit from a an iterative year of of fixing things as opposed to having to just push out an SoC for the sake of pushing out an SoC. Very few things out of the HN1 that were that were announced have been implemented. You know what I mean? Like the security feature of the camera on the front-facing camera to be able to allow that so nobody can look yeah. over your shoulder kind of thing. Didn't see a single place. Uh, the ability of uh, recording multi-stream video on a device, still nothing referencing even close to that. We're not seeing benefits of the HN1 realistically. I mean, horsepower maybe, but like feature-wise, mm-hmm. we're looking at what we had last year with the 888. Companies are choosing yeah. not to implement those new features and I, I really want to see more. Like there was so much improvements on the 8K functionality with the HN1. Still, most companies are focusing on it. You know, they're not really pushing it. They're leaving it at 4K, uh, 8K24. Uh, or going back to 8K24. That's the yeah, one that kills that's me. the one that kills me where they had 8K30 We've actually last year. With a- you yeah yeah and they're like no we're gonna we're gonna run we're gonna bring it back down I'm like really really but really um the 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 end of the year at the end of the day i i realize you know when juan's saying you know we kind of we missed it this year it because the reality is we saw all the main flagships i mean the only thing they're gonna still they're still missing right now is um probably like the seven gen one the seven series and the six series and the updated version of those devices, uh, those SOCs on the on hardware, 
is probably going to be very soon because we've gone through all of the main flagships of the Gen one, right? There's very few devices that are going to be coming out later on, but I think really we need to start seeing what the seven gen one does and the mm-hmm. six series. Can they recoup and can they provide us a better experience like the 765, which I still think is a true yeah. workhorse in, even in 2022, you can rock a 765 and not even feel that you're running a mid range processor. you you feel like you're running a flagship. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you pick up an yeah. LG wing and you're like 4K 60. Yeah. And you're good. You pick up a Pixel yeah. 5 and it gets great battery life. Um, yeah, it, it's it's frustrating because I kind of feel like the 695 should have been kind of catching up to the 730s and 760s. Yeah. And the 765 should be catching up to the 855. But because of these artificial divisions in the market, it seems like we've been keeping those mid-ranger parts in a holding pattern too. So it's yeah. time for everything to kind of like, we've been building a pressure. It's kind of, it's kind of that little earthquake time where every, all the plates shift. And then we get those upgrades in the mid-range that we should have gotten over this last year. So I'm hoping that's what comes with seven gen and six gen. Yeah. And I'm, I'm assuming worried. those are the names, by the way, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. we don't have exactly I what models are going to be. Well, because the eight series we know always kind of like it's the peak, right? There's really not that many delineation in the eight series. Typically it's whatever that is the number in model yeah. is sticks. The seven series is where you start looking at different generational uh, differences. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the six series, you have the 695, you have the 480, the, you know, all of those different variations mm-hmm. and uh, performance per, per, per watt hour kind of thing. The 695 for me, I feel like is, it's a good performer. It's a good performer from what mm-hmm. it, what you can expect. It, the, we have it on the Nord. The Nord N20 comes up with that. Um, I feel like OnePlus's approach to throttling that SOC was the wrong one. I think that mm-hmm. function of having throttle functionality should be... Um, you basically uh, just have to go in and turn on performance mode. I, that, and that's what I did. Yeah. Seriously, I turned on performance mode and I forgot about it. Because once you turn that on, the phone flies. It's like, seriously, that's the way the phone should be running. The 695 is not that strong of a processor that you could be like, well, will you just nuke my... Like, no, this is the the one you don't want to throttle. 8 Gen 1, I get it. 888, I get it. 865, kind of get it. But eight, you know, six ninety five. You need to let that guy fly and just let enjoy the content, enjoy the experience there, and that's how I was able to get it to to run the way I wanted. It wasn't a benchmark thing; it was really more of a fluidity, and I feel like they throttled more than it needed to. Um, you know, but, but I I, I, yeah. I feel like it's fair to bring that up. This this is something that I think is is also becoming a flavor of the OnePlus experience right now because I kind of feel yeah the OnePlus ten. I know it's 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 a powerful performant phone. Yep. But I think they're leaning a little too hard on some of the battery saving tech when some of the scrolling gets a little bit funky. I fear in part that's because of how they're throttling the screen down. Mm-hmm. So it has to kind of like catch up to it's the not user. Ramp- it's not it's not ramping up fast enough. Yeah. You know, again, I mean I think Samsung deserves a class action lawsuit for how they misrepresented the S22, but they also don't let it go down slow enough for it to feel as noticeable when you're scrolling through something, you pause, and then you go back to scrolling through something. You do kind of notice that on a OnePlus 10 where you don't on an S22. So I think OnePlus is playing this so conservatively 
mm-hmm. that now it, it does feel like it's impacting performance. Even if like you get to open the app or you get to slide through the menu in the same speed, it feels like the phone is less responsive for a second as it catches up to that input. So anyway, it, 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 it's a really funky bit of... Of, of market, you know, this is actually one of those conversations I'd really love to, uh, to like get Dr. Ian on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tech, tech, potato. And, and, tech, and really kind of like pick his brain. Like I, I know his thing is more like servers, but he has such a great way of kind of breaking down these architectural changes as you talk about SOC design. And, uh, he, he's, he's always got, I feel very well thought out opinions on, not not just like you know whether or not this is a good move or we're heading in the right direction, but like properly explaining why we see this kind of behavior out of a computing device under this type of load or operation. Um, he, I always end up learning more from his conversations than almost anyone else uh, in the industry right now. No, no, I, I, Dr. Ian is is very nice, and I, in the very few times he and I cross paths uh, at the place even at, like even at the at Qualcomm's mm-hmm. uh, tech summit uh, he was we were uh, I was in the first session of testing out the agent one you know we had a couple hours there and as I was leaving he was walking in it's like hey Dr. Ian it's like, I was like hey just bugging he's he's a cool guy he's seriously very very nice yeah he's um, he's 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 uh very gracious because uh, <laughs> I've, I've had a I've had some really great, like, you know, kind of heated conversations about different tech industry bits, but he's, he's always been very patient with my opinions. <laughs> I, no, I, I love it. Um, I do want to shift a little bit of conversation a little bit, as, as probably you guys probably already know. Uh, this weekend is uh, Mother's Day. In the U.S., at least, mm-hmm. is, is Mother's Day. So I do hope um, if, you have a, if you have time, obviously, and you're able to spend it with your family, I hope you guys have a great time. Um, honoring your moms, honoring your sisters, honoring the, the mothers in our in our life. That's the best way to say it because it doesn't have to just be your mom. It could be many things, you know, your grandma, your sister, anybody that is a mom that just helps helps develop and, and nourish a life into adulthood is a massive, massive thing. Um, so my hats off to all of them. I, I will definitely try the best that I can to honor my the moms in my life as well. Um, Same. It, it is it is going to be a little bit more festive as well because we get a chance to also for me is celebrating uh, a couple of birthdays going on in the family that also kind of coincide at the same weekend. And then on top of all of that, we also have uh, end of Ramadan Eid. We didn't get a chance to celebrate it because it landed on a Monday. So we also have that this weekend. So it's a it's a it's nice. a lot of family stuff this weekend. So for me, that's kind of how I'm going to be you know finishing up. And of course, we have the live stream. I the Saturday morning uh, yeah. and the Android day. Um, but you know what's coming up with you? I guess I, I I know you know obviously with Mother's Day and stuff like that. But what so what's your plan? Work. What's coming up in the next? <laughs> so much work. <sighs> um. So I'm really hoping to have a video out on the Odyssey next okay. week. We'll have yeah, to yeah. see if if we can pull that off. Um. I still need to wrap up the Poco Watch. Yep. I have one thing that will be lifting an embargo. I hope. Next okay. Okay. Okay, um, okay. And then uh, I, I'm I'm going to be trying to focus in be, because some of these videos are actually lifting. Like I can actually start publishing. I'm mm-hmm. hoping next week can be uh, sort of a movie watch along Friday for okay. the Patreon. The Patreon. And so there was a request that we try and do something really goofy, like maybe watch an entire storyline, like three or four episodes of the Adam West Batman. 
Okay. So we might try and do some some just real hijinky, you know, old school classic style. And capes and cowls. Did, did, yeah. Did you catch that thing on? I don't know if you saw this on YouTube where they inserted Adam West into some yes, of the scenes. Yes, quarter cast. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. I love that so much. So I. I I, I, I I squealed on that. Um, my wife worked at the talent agency um, that uh, Adam West was with. I mean, kind of into the end of his life. Um, and she, when when we first moved out to LA, sorry, this I'm I'll keep the story short. When we first moved out to LA, and I got a job like selling computers, and she um, she got a job at this talent agency. Like literally, one of the first calls on her first day, she hears this rich like alto voice on the phone and he, this this gentleman is asking for one of the agents by name and she's like well may i ask who's calling and he goes uh, it's adam and she goes i'm sorry sir adam who and she goes he goes adam west <laughs> and she's like okay hold on and she's like of all the people to get like starstruck, by, <laughs> she's like, I just talked to Batman. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but then later, like, just it'd be yeah, funny if she's like, Batman's on the line. Him. Batman's on line one for you. Like, who? Batman's on line and, one. But but as she, she said, like, he couldn't have been nicer. Just the kindest gentleman, and was always just like so tickled that anyone would want to keep like work him work with him on projects and stuff. And so, you know, again, you see the, just the lasting legacy in the Corridor cast crew. Like, I couldn't have, have geeked out on that harder just because it, it's such an iconic part of, like, comic book geek history is, is how over-the-top and ridiculous that Adam West Batman was. And mm-hmm. it's still so much fun today. I mean, yeah. it, it holds up so well just because it's so cornball. And and it works. It's, it's, that, it's, it's satire on, based on the character, but I mean, it was it was it was fun to watch as a child, and it's fun to watch as an adult. And and I think that'll yeah. be a great show. It would be a great, um, you know. I think watch it's party. a good watch along. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. No. So definitely. Um, for me, I'm I'm finishing up. Uh, so I got the razor. Um, I, I can't. The, the new Razer soundbar, gaming soundbar that mm-hmm. they got. So I'm hopefully going to be able to push that out next week, as well as the Enco X2 uh, buds. I want to push nice. those videos out. Can I get can I get those um, ahead of? Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to get my hands on on a couple of devices next week, or maybe the week after as well. So there are some devices kind of starting to show up. Uh, I don't have, like, I can't speak yet to them, but I I'll, it'll be more content. So yeah, kind of finishing up some backlog, but getting things kind of ready and. Um, you know, uh, getting ready for summer and stuff like that as well. Cause this, um, you know, Omar's has like a month left mm-hmm. in school. So June, June, like 10th or so I is know. literally, I know the, I can't believe summer is here. Like school's almost out and we want to yeah. also make sure that we're, we've got Lex like properly activityed and yeah. stimulated. No, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, rough. um, so, so with that being said, um, so we look forward I, for me on, on the uh, A53, it'll come out either tomorrow or Saturday, I, I, nice. depending on how much time I'm able to carve out, uh, with, uh, you know, all, everything kind of going on. Uh, but I do want to say first and foremost, obviously, thank you to everybody for kicking it with us. We're, we're kind of hitting that magical time and, uh, of the, of the show. Um, everybody hope you guys have a great time. Hope you guys, if you do celebrate mother's day this weekend, hope you have a great time with the family honor and, uh, you know, and, and of course, cherish your relationship with, uh, with all of the mothers in your life. Um, and of course, uh, we'll try to do the same. Uh, I will see you guys on Saturday morning with the Android Bay. We are going to announce the winner of the, uh, and, uh, of the, um, yeah. of the Realme nine pro. 
And of course, um, hopefully Monday, we'll be back for the SGCQA with Juan um, on, uh, you know, for kind of recapping the weekend event and of things kind of going on. But uh, be safe, stay safe. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the best of our week. Take care. Bam.